What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and this is a special episode. Should be a relatively quick episode, but maybe you've noticed the new format of the show where every week I do one interview and one solo episode. So we've been rolling with two episodes per week. One of them's been a special guest, and the other one has been myself. And this week, unfortunately, I had some scheduling conflicts and some of the interviews that I had lined up fell through and had to be rescheduled for later. So you are getting a double dose of just me. So I apologize for that because I know how much you love the guest interviews. But don't worry, I have got some incredible guests lined up. Somebody in particular that when I get him on the show, we're actually already scheduled for this month, March. And this will be a bucket list episode. When I interview this guy, I'm going to try my best not to be a total fanboy, but it's going to be difficult because this is somebody that I have had a lot of respect for and have followed for a long time. So getting him on the show is truly going to be a bucket list item. So I'm just going to leave it at that and let you sit with the anticipation, or maybe you can guess who it is. And I've got some incredible interviews lined up for March, April. Um, We're already starting to fill up the calendar. So I will continue to roll with the current schedule as much as I possibly can with one guest interview and one solo episode. But this week, you have got a double dip of me. So again, I apologize. Um, This episode is kind of came about because I've done a number of episodes on macros on both sides of the equation. Like You can go back and you can look through previous episodes. Sometimes I've talked about why you should be tracking or the value of tracking. And then in other episodes, I've talked about the dark side of tracking or how tracking can create more stress and cause more harm than it does good. So There is obviously a balance, but yet I still get more questions about should I be tracking than anything else. And so I actually made a post recently that kind of blew up. And in terms of blowing up, I mean, I got more questions and DMs about this particular post with people resonating with the message. And this is just something I wrote about from my own personal experience. And it's the top five red flags that let me know that you should not be tracking. So essentially, we're talking about the top five reasons why tracking calories or macros might not be for you. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If any of these five resonate with you, there's nothing wrong with that. It's totally fine. And the good news is that doesn't mean that you will never be able to track because I fell into each one of these categories and eventually got to a place where I had a very healthy relationship with tracking. Currently, I track most of the time and then I take days or meals off as needed. And it's fine. I don't feel any type of way when I can't track. I feel just fine tracking or not tracking. I just prefer right now to have more tracking than not, especially because I'm trying to get a little bit leaner. I do have some fat loss goals. Um, I'm, I'm in a good place where I don't have to force it. 
So I'm, I'm still able to enjoy myself. But my point is, if tracking is a stressor right now, that doesn't mean that it will always be a stressor. So that you could take a step back and then reassess. As with anything, it changes with time and experience. So at different phases of your life, you might find that tracking is a stressor. And at other phases, you might find that it's actually very helpful. But I'm going to talk about this from the perspective of top five, the top five signs that tracking macros or calories is not for you. So kicking things off with number one, you completely ignore food quality and justify it because, hey, I hit my macros, right? So it's like, I'm not eating any veggies. I'm not eating any whole foods. I'm not eating any quality foods. I am just filling my macros with a bunch of shit. But guess what? It fits. This became popular. There was this whole movement of IIFYM, which stands for if it fits your macros. Basically, it's like, who cares what you eat as long as it fits your macros? Now, that narrative definitely got skewed over the years. I don't think that that was really the original intent of the message, but people like me who came from a disordered eating background, who struggled with orthorexia and then broke out of that, that was like my big fuck you to clean eating. It was like, I'm going to, the pendulum swung so hard in the other direction that I went from being obsessed with clean eating. I, I refused to eat anything that was not on my quote unquote good list and struggled with that for years. And then I had this like rebellious phase of, you know what? I'm going to get super lean and shredded and I'm going to do it eating donuts and cookies and Rice Krispie treats and bars and shakes and all this other crap. And it was like, my, my digestion was horrible. I was always bloated. I, I had like no energy. I couldn't focus. My, my, like my mental game was off, but yet my body composition was improving despite all of that. Uh, so I felt horrible, even though physically I was starting to see changes that I wanted. It was not sustainable because who wants to feel like shit all the time? Who wants to feel bloated all the time? Who wants to have digestive issues all the time? So it was, it just reached the tipping point where I was like, this, this just sucks. Like, I don't care how my body is changing physically. I just feel so shitty that I have to do something different. So if you are ignoring food quality, which by the way, quality is just as important as quantity. So if you are ignoring quality, for the sake of, oh, it's okay, I hit my macros, then that is a red flag that maybe tracking is not for you or you need to think differently about tracking. What, you know, actually think about what it's utilized for. It's not just for numbers. They're, they're arbitrary numbers. They don't actually mean anything. It's an arbitrary number. So if you are living and dying by that arbitrary number, you don't care what you're eating to hit those numbers, that is a major red flag that maybe we need to think differently about what tracking actually is for you. So that's the first thing. Number two is if the thought of not tracking makes you super anxious. This was something that, again, I fell into because I am more prone to obsessive tendencies 
right? I have a more of a, an obsession uh, type personality where I get really, really into things and I have to be able to do it perfectly. So the thought of like, all right, here, you're going to eat this meal, but you're not going to track it. I'm like, oh my God, what? No, that is not okay. Like the thought of going out and being social uh, drove my anxiety up because how am I supposed to know how many calories I'm eating? How am I supposed to hit my numbers? How am I supposed to achieve my goals? Like I thought that I had to choose between being fit and lean or having a life. And for a long period of time, I chose being fit and lean and I would never go out. I wouldn't see friends. I wouldn't see family because I could not stand the thought of an untracked meal or not knowing how many calories I was eating. So again, disordered eating behaviors. I'm guilty of this. This is something that I struggle with for a very long time. The separation anxiety from tracking is a telltale sign that you need a break from tracking. And I know that it's like, well, if the thing that scares you is the thing that I'm telling you to do, that there's a reason for that. When something scares you, that means we need to lean into it. The more that you run away from it, the more that it controls you. The more that you try to hide from it, the more that it controls you. You have to lean in to the thing that scares you. And if that is an untracked meal or taking a break altogether from tracking, that is probably what you need to do. Now, I don't necessarily recommend just ripping the Band-Aid off and saying, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going to track and you know, just go on cold turkey. But take a day off, take a meal off, see how you feel and realize that the world didn't end. I remember that being like one of the biggest light bulb moments for me was that when I first took an untracked day and got over that debilitating anxiety and that fear, and I just did it. And then I woke up and I was like, I'm exactly the same as I was yesterday. Like nothing has changed. And it eased my anxiety a little bit. It was still difficult to do it again and to repeat that because I felt like I had to control everything. I felt like I had to force the results to happen. But taking a step back and realizing that, you know what, everything is fine. I was able to take another untracked day and then another one and then completely move away from tracking for a period of time until I was able to get back into it with the right mindset and not have it control me. So start with a, you know one day and you'll feel, you'll be like, oh, that's nothing actually changed. I'm totally fine. Uh, and then you can, you know, maybe get back to tracking a little bit, then do two days in a row and see how that feels. Um, if you are afraid to go cold turkey, don't go cold turkey. It's You don't have to rip the Band-Aid off. You can take it in a slow and controlled manner. So that is the second red flag that maybe, just maybe, tracking is not for you. Number three, this one should probably be number one. This probably should be one through five. This is so freaking important. And so many people do this, myself included. And I've, I've literally witnessed programs that basically facilitate this type of behavior. And it pisses me the fuck off. And that is ignoring your body for the sake of hitting macros. Like, think about this. Your body is telling you something. 
Your body knows better than some arbitrary number that you got from a calculator or a coach or a program or wherever the fuck that number came from. Your body knows better, period. So if you are like ravenously hungry, but you hit your macros for the day, and you're like, oh, too bad. I don't have any food left. You actually can eat more. It's okay. Your body is telling you something. Now, having said that, if you are competing or you are trying to make, you know, achieve this like ultra level of leanness, then that is kind of baked in to the equation. You, you might just have to ignore your body, which is why there is a very small percent of the population that actually steps on stage and competes at the highest level. And also why there is so much disordered eating in bodybuilding. Like, let's just call it what it is. There's a lot of fucked up eating behaviors in bodybuilding and physique competitions and that, that whole world. So listen to me, do not ignore your body for the sake of hitting macros. Like I mentioned, it's an arbitrary number. Your body is a real thing that knows you because it is you. It knows what's happening. If you are full and satiated, but you've got macros left to hit your numbers, don't force feed yourself. It's okay to be a little bit under. If you are super hungry and you've already hit your macros for the day, it's okay to eat more. Listening to your body is never a bad idea, ever. This is something that I struggled with for so long because I thought that the macros were like where all the magic happened. It was just about the macros and I didn't care. Like I thought it was this battle of me versus my body. And I was like, I am just going to win with discipline and willpower and I'm going to white knuckle my way through it. That shit doesn't work. You will lose that battle every single time. You can only win that battle for a short period of time. Your body will win the war. You can win a battle here and there. Your body will win the war ultimately, and you will end up in a much, much worse position. I witnessed this at a grand scale. I witnessed a company that forced people to ignore all the signs just for the sake of hitting macros. And there was so much damage that was done, not just physically, but psychologically, because then you think, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just adhere to this plan? Well, probably because the plan sucks, probably because it's not the right plan for you, but yet we blame ourselves. And there are literally programs out there that facilitate this behavior and it is sickening and it's, and it's frustrating, it's infuriating, but we have to create more awareness around the fact that your body knows best. This is the main reason why when we coach our clients, when we have our one-on-one coaching clients, we build everything based around their body. It's not just about numbers. In fact, a lot of our clients don't track anything. Some do, some don't, and some fall in between. The main thing that we look at is what is your body telling us? We look at biofeedback markers. We look at hunger signals, energy, cravings, mood, stress, sleep, digestion, your cycle, your performance, your recovery. All of these things tell us what your body's responding to and what it's not. There's no guesswork. There's no arbitrary number following. It is literally based off of real life information. And then we can say, all right, based off of this, here's where we need to go. 
And there's a reason why our clients are so successful. There's a reason why they get results when they feel like nothing has ever worked before. There's a reason why they end up you know, graduating from our program and feeling like they have the tools to be successful for life. It's actually not that complicated. If you listen to your body and understand those biofeedback markers, understand what your body is communicating with you, you will be way more successful in the long run. So I am begging you, please do not ignore your body for the sake of hitting an arbitrary fucking number. I hope I made that point clear enough. Let's move on. Number four, the actual act of tracking stresses you out. So this one, I need to kind of present this little uh, caveat, which is if you are brand new to tracking, you've never done it before, and you're like, oh, this is so complicated and frustrating, and I don't know how to do it. That is not a sign that you need to just toss your hands up and be like, well, I tried tracking. It wasn't for me. Oh, well. Anything new requires time and energy and effort. When I first started tracking, I wasn't very good at tracking and I I found it a little bit complicated. I didn't know everything that I know today. And it was through repetition and continuing to try to learn and get better that now It literally requires zero brain space for me to track. I don't even have to think about it. It's almost an automatic thing. It requires no mental energy. It requires no thought, but it used to be something that required a lot of thought and a lot of mental energy. So if you're brand new to tracking and you're like, oh, this stresses me out. Well, yeah, it's like if you picked up a guitar for the first time in your life and you didn't know how to jam out and and play any songs, you wouldn't be like, ah, this is stressful. Fuck this. You would be like, okay, I'm new. I probably need to practice a little more. I probably need to take some lessons and then maybe it will get easier. So the same thing with tracking. If you're brand new, give it time, you know, accept that it's going to be a little bit difficult in the beginning and ultimately will get easier and easier. So having mentioned that caveat, if you've been tracking for a while and it still stresses you out, then that's probably a sign that you should not be tracking. Just remember that tracking is a single tool in a very large toolbox. So if there's a program that you're following and they're like, you have to track, you have no choice. This is the only way. That is a giant red flag that you should probably pursue another coach or another program because tracking is not the end-all be-all of nutrition. It is just one tool in the toolbox. So if it, if it stresses you out, then there's really no reason to be doing it. If it is adding stress to your day, and I'm pretty sure... I can safely say that you've got a lot of other stress in your life and tracking is adding stress to your life, then remove that stress. It's okay. There are plenty of other ways to make progress, aka listening to your body, checking some of the foundational habits like eating mostly quality foods, uh, drinking enough water, getting adequate sleep, you know, do the things, walk more, like do the things that you know make a difference. You don't have to track. Just eat mostly quality foods, pay attention to getting in enough protein and veggies and think about your food choices, the way that you structure your day, the way that you put your meals together. All of that can be 
just as simple um, or even easier than having to, you know, meticulously track every single bite of food. So it's not necessary. If it stresses you out, it's okay. You don't have to do it. Or you can dial it back. This is another thing that like I've it makes me scratch my head when people feel like they have to track every single thing that they eat or literally nothing at all. There is a wide range in that area, in that middle area. You can track one day, you can track two days, you can track six days, right? You can track some meals and not others. There are, there's a million different ways to implement tracking that fits you. Once again, not to like toot our own horns here, but there's a reason why we have the most successful coaching program out there. It's because we understand the concept of individuality, that everybody is different. So we don't go in with these preconceived notions. We actually find out, I know this sounds crazy, but we actually find out what's going to work best for the individual. Maybe it's tracking, maybe it's not. Most of the time, it's somewhere in between. That works really well for a lot of people. And we find that balance. We find that structure. And yes, it helps that we understand personality types and differences in in people. But if you're just looking at this from a high level, if it's adding stress to your life, remove it. Easy way to remove the stress is don't feel like you have to do it. All right, let's move on to number five. I feel like this is just one giant rant. Um, Number five is... If you can't get over the imperfect nature of tracking, then you probably need a step back from tracking. Perfectionist tendencies, that is something that I absolutely have, which is why I fell into disordered eating behaviors when it comes to tracking. The thing with tracking is, one, it is impossible to be accurate because there's a lot of user error. Number two, it's impossible to be accurate because there is a lot of data error in terms of food labels and tracking apps. So there's all this imperfection built into the process, yet many of us, myself included, feel like we have to be perfect even though it is impossible to be perfect. It it is an imperfect system. Even the whole calories in versus calories out equation, it's impossible to be perfect. So I did a whole episode on calories in versus calories out. You should go listen to that so you can understand the nuance that's involved. But with tracking, there's user error and then there's data error. Food labels are allowed up to 20% margin of error. And then you've also got food companies that manipulate their numbers to make their foods seem like they are lower calories. So they'll use net carbs or they won't count sugar alcohols or anything like fiber and they end up you know, basically stating a calorie number that is not the real calorie number in their foods. And then you have MyFitnessPal or whatever, you know, tracking app you're using, some of the data entries will not be accurate. So there's all this error baked into the process. And yet we oftentimes feel like we have to be perfect. Once again, bringing it back full circle, arbitrary numbers. We don't even know that those macros are the right macros for you. And we know that there's no way for you to be perfect with those macros. So once again, let's let's understand the place that macro tracking and calorie tracking has in the overall grand scheme of things. It is just one optional piece of the puzzle. That's it. So 
we use the method that makes sense for the individual. There's no hard line in the sand. It's not tracking or not tracking. There's a lot of middle ground. But hopefully, when you look at these five red flags, you can start to identify them in yourself and maybe see if you need to track less or potentially even track more depending on where you fall uh, with your own personal preferences and your own goals and your own lifestyle. So just to recap, top five red flags, top five signs that maybe tracking isn't for you, or maybe you need to dial it back a little bit. Number one is completely ignoring food quality just for the sake of, hey, it hit my macros. You actually have to pay attention to the quality of the foods that you're eating. Number two, the thought of an untracked meal or an untracked day stresses you out or makes you super anxious. Number three, the most important one, I'm, I'm putting a big star next to number three, you ignore your body for the sake of hitting macros. Number four, the actual act of tracking stresses you the F out, which is under the understanding that you've been tracking for some time, that it's not just a new stress because it's a new skill that you're trying to learn, but you've actually been doing it and it still stresses you out. And number five, you can't get over the imperfect nature of tracking and you still have this need to be perfect, even though you can't be perfect. And that is like something that eats at you and you really struggle with. So those are the top five. I'm going to say number three is the most important, but I want to hear which one resonated with you the most. So hit me up and let me know if any of these resonate with you, which number it is. Um, just shoot me a message on Instagram and tell me um, so you can DM me. It's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And please, if you enjoy the episode, take a screenshot like right now, take a screenshot, post it to your stories, tag me. And that way we can spread the love and help more people get their ears on the show. I don't even know if that's a saying, but we're going to get more ears on the show. And as always, if you can leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, I am going to be doing a free training. Um, information will be released in the Facebook group. So depending on when you listen to this, it might be too late. I apologize if it is. I will be doing more free trainings, um, but this is going to be a basically a workshop similar to the fat loss freedom workshop, but it's not going to be a paid workshop, totally free. And I'm going to tell you the top three things that you need to do to start losing fat today so that you can be ready for summer. And by ready for summer, I just mean that over the next three months or so, you will be moving towards your body composition goals. So you'll feel you'll be feeling a lot better and more confident in your approach so that you can look your best for the summer. Um, if that's something that you want to learn about, join the Facebook group. That's where all the information will be. Uh, the Facebook group is just the personality diet and neurotype training. So if you type that into the search bar of Facebook, you request to join the group. I'll let you in. Then there will be um, all the information on the free training that will be going down on Thursday night, March 18th. And it's limited to hundred seats. I'm doing it through like zoom webinar. So there's a, a limit on the amount of seats that I have. Uh, so anybody who can make it, it'll be first come first serve. You'll just have to register. And that is how we will roll. 
Um, all right. Hopefully you enjoyed this little bonus solo episode. Apologies for not getting the interview episode done, but we've got some amazing guests lined up. So please, once again, leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Join the Facebook group, screenshot the episode, tag me on Instagram, and I will talk to you guys soon.